Welcome to the Hill City Church Podcast. We are a church family located in Springfield, Missouri. You can learn more about us and support our ministries at hillcitysgf.org. I get the honor to introduce you to a couple of very special people, not just to me, but um, to our church. Uh, this is Jeff and Joy Steele. So if you don't know them, they run the, the Gilloise Theater and all of the, the stuff that we use most of the building um, throughout the week now. But what you may not know is the reason that we're here is because of them. So back in 2018, that we said, fall 2018, we were, we were desperate for a regular home. We were kind of bouncing around, didn't have any solutions, and we met at the, the old glass place. I know a lot of you know that place. We met there for dinner and just kind of, hey, here's the vision of the church. Um, it includes eventually a home that we can be at every week. Jeff was there and can't explain why, but he was there, heard that, and called us the next week and said, hey, come here. We can guarantee you every Sunday we'll block off the calendar for you, give you a home, and then we've got space up here for kids and for all your classes and, and things like that. And then later we ran out of space and we needed room for bigger groups and this was just last year. He said, hey, here's the second floor. Let's just keep growing this thing. So um, it's because of their faithfulness and just their, um, their obedience to God and, and their love for, for you all and this church that, that we've been able to be here. So I want you all to know that's an important part of our history and an important part of our future. So, and I know you want to share some things. Sure, a couple of things for you. One, we are grateful. We are grateful that God allowed us to make this 96-year-old theater a part of your history, and, and you've become a part of its history now. And so the story that's been going for centuries, the story of Jesus Christ, is now embedded here. And this isn't the first church that's been here. And by God's grace, hopefully it won't be the last church that grows out of this space. But this is remarkably your story, and we're intertwined now, and so we're grateful for that. We want you to know, as grateful as we are uh, for this expression of love and respect, and, and I love your leadership so much. Um, a couple of a couple of things. Joy's going to share a story with you about the way you bless us, but I want to say something to you as the body of Christ. For growth to be experienced, grief has to be embraced, and there is some some sorrow whenever you're growing that you that you change, and and it's funny because you have grown. It, you either had to build or I had to build, and I'm grateful that Michael had to go through that, so, so I'm delighted. But, but we're so grateful for the opportunity. I'm just telling you, it's okay, it's okay to struggle with both sides of that, growth and grief. That's in a church, that's in your personal growth. The enemy will often tell you that if it's of the Lord, it should be easy, and that's a lie. That's a lie. Following Jesus can be hard. And growing can be hard. And so we're grateful for your obedience and your willingness to go through it. And, uh, and so I'm encouraging, by the way, if you're growing and you're experiencing grief and you're just a member here, uh, show grace to your leadership. They're grieving too. It's a struggle to create those uh, changes that are necessary and to be obedient. And so, so I encourage you to extend grace to them as they grieve. Joy, tell them about something for you. I just wanted you to know what a blessing you've been to us as well. 
um, when COVID happened, we were shut down. And in that first month, we had to refund money to about 30 shows. That was a whole lot of money going out and nothing coming in. And so uh, your leadership came to us and said, hey, how about if we just pay you a couple of months in advance? Well, that was a lifeline to us, and God provided for us through you. And so we are incredibly grateful for that. And that's just one of the many ways that you have blessed us throughout your time here. But I wanted you to know um, what a special moment that was for us and what a gift it was. Yeah, that was huge. And just to put that in context, a lot of theaters like this did not survive COVID-19. And, uh, and even the majority of them that did had to lay off staff. And because of your obedience, we were able to maintain our full staffing. We never had to lay an employee off during that 20-month sabbatical that we had in programming. And that's God's grace through you. So we're grateful. The last thing I want to do, I've got it. You can just raise your hands for them, all right? Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask you right now to put your hands out in front of you in an upward fashion as if you're receiving something. Put your hands out in front of you right now. Everywhere in the room, leadership, any, anyone, put your hands out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this over you. And the hands are there to, to manifest something physically that I want you to receive these words from the Lord, okay? This is what Paul says in Ephesians, the prayer for spiritual growth. And it's my prayer for you as individuals and prayer for Hill City as a church. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Hey, we love you guys. We just want to say thank you. I'm guessing a lot of us are going to see you around here with all the wonderful programming that's coming up here um, over the next few months. So keep this in mind. There's a lot of good things going on. You always have a home. Yep. And if my power goes out, I'm coming to your new place. <laughs> God bless you. Yep. Mark chapter 4, verse 21. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket? Or under a bed and not on a stand. For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest. Nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And this is the word of the Lord. You guys can grab a seat. Good morning, Hill City Church. My name is Brad. The lead teaching pastor here. So first things first, you may, you're going to notice this throughout the gathering, but we have a bunch of kids in here. Um, we, we only have uh, zero to twos upstairs, so three, uh, three and up, they're in here with us. 
So kids, if that's you, would you just wave at me right now? I want to see all the kids. I think most of them are up in the balcony. We are so happy that you're in this room with us. Okay, we love it that you're here. Moms and dads, they're going to get loud. They're going to get rowdy. They'll maybe cry a little bit. We don't care. It's no big deal. So it's going to be bigger in your head than it is in our ears. So just, just let it go, and, and it's going to be music to my ears, to be honest with you. Okay? So, I mean, I don't have enough time to stand up here and share how grateful that I am for what God has done in and through his people while we were in this beautiful space. It has been a gift from God. And I'm so grateful. And many of us, are, we're in this weird moment right now where we're just kind of, we're just reflecting and we're looking back and we're just like, man, there, was, there has been a lot of joy in this place. And then many of us are like, yeah, and, and you know what? There's been a lot of pain. Like we had a lot of ups in this place, but we also had a lot of downs. We laughed a lot together in this space and in this season, and so many of us wept tears together, right? And that's life, but that's, that's what has happened in this place. But through all of that, through the laughter, through the tears, through the ups and the downs, through all of that, there are just two words, but God. Like he saw us through. He was faithful every step of the way. We can look back on this time and, and be like, man, God, your sovereign hand was with us every step of the way. That's what we're celebrating in this place today. This is an incredible building. A lot of history. We're not celebrating the building. Hill City is an awesome church. We're blessed to all be a part of We're not celebrating Hill City. We're looking at our faithful king and going, man, he, how could you be so awesome to us? That's what's happening in this space. And he said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. What is this secret? What is this what is this thing that is hidden? What, what is it? Well, you go back to verse 11 of chapter 4, and Jesus is sort of explaining these parables and what's going on. And he said to them, these are the disciples, he said, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those who are outside, everything is in parables. So he's like, listen, these parables I'm telling you is because there are people, they don't see what's going on in front of them. So I'm speaking in parables. But you have this secret. What is this secret? The secret of the kingdom of God. I know it's the secret of the kingdom of God. What is that secret of the kingdom of God? And I would present to you this morning that, that as you look at that, it, it would be the, the motive or the mission of King Jesus. The motive and mission of King Jesus, who is the Son of God. And the question is, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket? This passage today speaks of a lamp. Who is the lamp? This lamp is King Jesus. This lamp points to someone. Not just Jesus, the Lamb of God, but Jesus, the lamp of God. So, so we have Jesus, who the person, right? Jesus, the person. Then we have the word of God, 
So the person of Jesus that was the lamp or the light, the word of God that is a lamp of a light, and then, and, then, and then the work of Jesus Christ that then is also a lamp or a light. So let's start with the person, Jesus. Mark out of the gate tells us who Jesus is in chapter 1, verse 1. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, comes on the scene. You can read in John chapter 8, what does he say about himself? He says, I am the light of the world. That sounds an awful lot like a lamp. I am the light of the world. Now, here in their town, as, as, as we read this in, in Mark and Jesus is teaching this, like, what's going on? Well, you have Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He's, he's there in plain sight, in front of everyone. You see the miracles. You see all, all that he does. But he's hidden. Like people, there, they don't even realize who it is that is in front of them. This lamp is hidden. How could it be? How could they? Like they're there. They're seeing it. They're witnessing it. Like how, how could they not know? How could they not see that it was Jesus Christ, the Son of God? And as we even ask that question, I only present that because... In our town, people still don't see. See, there's still an element of this lamp of God that is hidden. Every week, we give the greatest news that you could ever hear in your life. And every week in a church this size, there are multiple people who have not passed from death to life. They are not following Jesus. And they hear this news. And they walk out with no response to it. Because something is hidden. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 4.4. In their case, who, the, the scenario I just painted for you, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So there's an element where this lamp of God is still hidden. And some really good news is this. There will be a day. Don't know when. But there is coming a day when the lamp will no longer be hidden to anyone. I don't know how it's going to unfold. I don't pretend to know. But I know that it will be an unbelievable moment when finally at once that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the lamp will shine and everyone will know. And all darkness will finally be driven out and every tear be wiped away. Jesus Christ the person will show up. And it'll be brightness like we've never experienced in our life. The lamp of God, the person of Jesus Christ. But it doesn't just stop there. The word. God's word is also a light. John says it like this. In the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So Jesus here is also called the Word. But then the psalmist, he, he had written back in, in Psalm chapter 119, verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And you need to know, we cannot separate the word, capital W, from God's word here. This is our lamp. This is the thing that lights our path. So here at Hill City, maybe you're visiting today. It's quite simple here. Anyone that... That, that stands up here. We just quite simply open up this lamp. And we humbly and honorably just teach it. There are a lot of things we could teach. But here, we teach this. It's the light. Paul gives a warning. He says, but I fear Thus by any means, as the serpent deceived Eve, remember that, that's Genesis chapter 3. As the serpent deceived Eve through his subtlety, so your minds, Paul said, I'm worried about that, your minds might be corrupted from the hoplates, I'll tell you what that word means in a minute, from the hoplates that is in Christ. That word translated means the simplicity or the singleness or the simple, single devotion to Christ. And Paul says, I'm worried that you're going to be corrupted by that the way Eve was in the garden. Well, how was Eve corrupted by that? How did the serpent deceive her? He comes on the scene and he says, hey, did God say? God didn't say that. City, we go to this book. This is the light. This is a lamp unto our feet. And for the rest of your days, you're going to have people go, God didn't say that. Did, did God say that? I don't think that's what he said. I want you to do me a favor. If you are in college, I want you to stand up. Okay? College students in the room. Now, if you are, if you are younger than any of these college students, I'm talking to you as well, but you need to hear me. This is a big deal, okay? There's coming a day when I will not be the lead teaching pastor of Hill City because I'm going to be dead or I'm going to be really old. And the elders of this church, they're not going to be the elders of this church. And the people that teach upstairs, our kids, they're not going to be here. You're going to be the lead teaching pastors. You're going to be the elders. You're going to be the one teaching kids. Guard this. My charge to you is you guard this lamp. 
And if anyone gets up here or on any area and they start questioning and they start teaching things that do not line up with this, you guard this. And if they don't pay attention, you run like your hair is on fire. You run. Because it's coming. And this generation has to guard this. This is the most important thing that God gave us as followers of Jesus. Are you with me? This matters too much. You can sit down. This is a lamp. So it's not just that Jesus, the lamp of God, the person, it's his word that is also a lamp. But he didn't stop there. There's the work that he did where his lamp continues to shine. This work is his death and his burial and his resurrection. He didn't even stop there. He ascended. And I'll say it the way that Mark said it. He who has ears this morning, let him hear. The greatest news that you're ever going to hear in your life starts with the fact that you and I were born sinners. We are not perfect just the way we are. We're actually wicked just the way that we are. And it's not that we're just born sinners. We live against a righteous and holy God. And the Bible goes on to say that the wages of our sin is death. In other words, we all deserve to die. But God, because he's rich in mercy, for his, because of his great love for us. See, he sent himself in the form of his son Jesus who lived this perfect, sinless life. Something that we could never, ever do. And he went to a cross. And he died the death that we all should have died. And it was brutal. Like something we can never imagine. But that's exactly what we all deserved. But he died in our place so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be made right, so that we could be made righteous as we stand in front of a righteous and holy God. And they, they pulled his dead body from the cross and they put him in the ground and three days later... He rose to new life. And he is alive from that moment all the way till today and forevermore. He is alive. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And God's word, this lamp of God's word goes on to say that if we would believe that in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is who he says he was, that we then would pass from death to life. And that is the work of our king. And what happens by his spirit moving in like he puts his light in us. And I must say this again, because it's too important. It's at the name of Jesus that every knee should bow and every tongue confess in heaven and on earth and under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
if you're in this room and you have never done that, it is, it is time to respond to that. And it's time for Jesus to become your king. If you have ears, please hear. Meanwhile, for the majority of us in the room who, who we've, we've already bowed and we've already confessed, see, Jesus puts his light in us by his spirit and Hill City Church. What do we do? We shine. That's what we do. We shine. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us. Ephesians 5 goes on to say, for at one time you were darkness. You and I were darkness. But now you are the light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. So we shine. And I want this passage to, to, to encourage your hearts this morning. Because you, you must know that this, this motive, this mission of Jesus that I talked about on the front end, this motive and mission of Jesus, this is really good news, it will never, ever be stopped. His church, his capital C church will carry out his mission. And the gates of hell will not prevail against his capital C church. And that's really, really good news. Now, for us, Hill City, we're, we're lowercase c church. We're a very small, small minority of the capital C church. The capital C church is a very, very small minority of the world. So we're just this tiny little piece they get to carry the light. And I want you to be encouraged by this passage because here is what can happen. This happens in my heart sometimes. Maybe it happens in your heart. There are times where it can appear. Are we doing anything here that matters? Are we doing anything that is significant? So let me just share this with you. God, by his grace... By his spirit makes no sense to me. It shouldn't make any sense to you. Somehow he has allowed us to participate in his mission and see fruit. It's amazing. I don't know if you know this. this Molly counted this. Molly and Kate would sit down. They, they counted this once, twice, three times. This can't be true. Like, no, we've got to count again. Okay, well, there it is. No, it can't be true. No, it is true. This is our, today, this is our 200th Sunday in this theater on the button. Yeah, that's awesome. One hundred and forty-eight baptisms in this place. That's unheard of. And listen, if you don't somebody like, man, what is this local church thing? I'm tired. Like if you don't realize how important it is to come to church and be with God's people and be faithful. To what happens here on Sundays, some of you may not realize this, in our short time here at this theater, we've been through Luke, we've been through Hosea, we've been through Acts, 
We've been summer in the Psalms, every single summer. We've been through Colossians. We've been through Hebrews. We've been through Ephesians. We've been through most of First and Second Samuel, and now we're going through Mark. Just in our short time here. That is a lot of this lamp. That's a lot of things that you hide in your heart. So then the Holy, those are tools. The Holy Spirit can come and he can grab these things that you've learned and he'll use them at times when you can least, when you would least expect it. Things like, man, I forgot, I didn't even realize that was taught there, but some of the Holy Spirit uses it and he gets you through a moment. It's really important what we do here. We had over 65 babies come up here with mom and dad. And mom and dad said, I commit to point this child to Jesus all the days of their life. And then look at all of us and say, will you help me do that? And we look back at them and said, yes, we will help you do that. 65 babies. A bunch of them are in here right now. Why am I telling you this? Because what can just appear to be ordinary is actually supernatural. And we get to be a part of it. It makes no sense. God just says, yep, Hill City. Yep, that little church, hand of blessing. I'm going to use them. He who has ears... Let him hear. Do you have ears to hear this morning? Hill City Church, our families need the light of Jesus. Our neighborhoods need the light of Jesus. Our schools need the light of Jesus. The places we go to work every single day, they need the light of Jesus. How could I not go to Matthew 5, 14, Hill City Church? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, Hill City, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's what we've been doing. We've been a light here at this theater Listen, I'm so excited. But I, listen, I, I'm trying not to cry all day. Of the, hundred, of the 148 baptisms, listen, it was, I got to stand up here with my wife and, and our parents and baptize my firstborn son right here, right here. You think this place doesn't mean the world to me? I had Natalia print out a list of all the kids in our church that have been born in the last four years. Like I'm just up there looking through them like, I can't, how am I supposed to keep it together today? Looking at this. A bunch of them are in here. God's been so good to us. You have been faithful. You have been a light right here. And here's what I want to tell you as we end our time. Nothing changes except for our address.
We're just going to a new dot on a map. Stand with me. God, you have been so faithful. We cannot understand it. And all we can do is just come before you and praise you for it. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're going to worship. We're going to praise. Because this is about God and what he's done. And we're coming down the stretch. Get a couple more chances. And I want to hear you, Hill City. I, wanna, I want you to blow the roof off this place with your praise. And reflect on all that God has done in and through you, individually, in and through us as a body. Let's lift the name of Jesus high.